Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. We are George Weedman, Jimmy Belikoff, and Nat Visual, and we are here to rock your world. That's Alex's computer. Gosh dang it. It's okay. It's okay. It's that just... really ruined the the whole heavy vibe of what we were doing just now. Yeah, it, it it just sounds a lot like what I was trying to do with my mouth. Sounds a lot like the score to the crew. <laughs> oh which, gosh, which oh, I have been boy. playing Here all we go week. Again. Yeah, I have like another a really weird love hate relationship with this game. Like eighty percent hate, twenty percent love. <laughs> oh and man, that's not a good ratio. <laughs> no, but it's fine because I'm happy for 20 percent of the time so that, that, I mean, those are the moments we live for you know <laughs> that's that's like for every for every four times that you go god this sucks you go one time out of those four you go oh, this is pretty good yeah exactly actually <laughs> like um me and some friends randy from elder geek and a guy a fan on twitter named ouch and i basically played through this game together because it's mm-hmm. like that's how you're supposed to play it, right? But even mm-hmm. then, it it doesn't work right. Like it's a co-op multiplayer, moderately multiplayer online RPG. I say moderately multiplayer because you play with like fifty to eighty other people instead of like the servers. That's how many you're supposed to be on a server oh, instead okay. of three thousand or what MMOs do. Right. So it's still it's still an MMO, <laughs> but the the first M stands for moderately, not massively. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. instead of being massively multiplayer, it's moderately multiplayer. <laughs> Isn't it like thirty? 30 cars coming in and out of your like stream at a time yeah yeah kind of and and it's it's pretty seamless like you don't Mm -hmm. really notice like the game doesn't pause and hitch and you don't drop frames when people connect in and and out of you but you do Mm -hmm. see them teleport around and do weird things like players in mmo usually do when you watch them walk around right um but also the whole like concept like i like driving around roads with your friends doesn't really like evoke the same spirit of camaraderie and fantasy and even like tactical uh, multi like tactics and cooperation that like right. multiplayer dungeon crawling or shooting does and it's like right, it's, it's because just you're in a car yeah and and you're the, the <laughs> three of you race against 12 ai opponents and as long as one of you gets in first, that, that's the idea why they want to encourage co-op players is because mm. if one person wins, then you can split the rewards with the other players, which would increase your chance of, you know, beating the race and finishing the mission right. and continuing on the stupid story that the game's telling you. Okay. Um, but it also, it, it doesn't like fundamentally really change the game any differently. Like you still mm. just kind of go from A Isn't to B. Isn't it a little bit harder? With the rubber band, rubber band AI? Yeah, that's actually a real problem. If you try to play with people who are better at racing games than you, it, makes, it just makes like your baseline level of challenge harder because the AI will adjust to them. Like, um, I was doing a two-hour cross-country race. It's really cool how the map is designed. One of the things I like about it is how the map is designed, not how it actually looks or plays. Mm-hmm. But it's designed to look like the United States. And so there are, like, really, really long endurance races that last for, like, two hours at a time that go from, like, Miami to L.A. to New York. And uh-huh. there's one really cool one that actually drills an entire perimeter around the whole U.S. And mm-hmm. throughout most of that race, I was in second to last place. <laughs> <laughs> because most of the other racers were stuck on the other guy I was playing with who was way better. And right. if he had put significant amounts of distance between him and the AI racers, they would just get like caught in a void and maybe like 
stick to me or him or something. They just like rubber band towards players instead of kind of following a preset route or right. or something. I, yeah, that, so, that seems so outdated. It does. It's, it's really weird how this. Yeah. I'm used to playing Forza, and and from what I've played from Forza. They have like these dravatars that you know you can. They they're constantly making. They will make mistakes like humans because when you're driving <laughs> and you're making mistakes along, it like creates this like file of what you do while you're while you're racing, and it gets sent <laughs> into the cloud. And like oh. it's really weird to actually see that happening while you're racing. So I don't know when you have like technology like this. Like I I don't know. Like a crew could have came up with something. They could have. It's just that the AI plays by entirely different rules and drives entirely different cars than any of the real players do. Oh, of course. Like, of it's course. obvious. You can smash them in a high-speed chase. You can nudge them onto oncoming traffic, you know, like you're supposed to do. Right. But it won't really do anything to them. They can do the same thing to you, and it will stop you dead in your tracks and cause you to lose, like, 10 seconds trying to recover from that crash. But they'll, Gosh. Like, like, they will visibly hit an obstacle and, and recover they will just like slide into place sometimes comically so like have you guys ever seen that that youtube video called late for meeting where a naked gorad shaded oh, model is, is like glitching around the street and he yeah. gets in a car that skids parallel to the road down the road <laughs> i have seen that happen in the crew i have seen the ai cars <laughs> I've seen the AI cars race me while their cars were pointed away from the road. Like, wow, oh man. Like, just, just like rectangles sliding. This is a triple across A the game? Right? I can't tell. Right. It's right. really weird. Like, mm. was it heavily marketed and advertised? I think it was. Like, they had a big presence during the, the past two E3s, but it looks cheap. Like, it looks really, really cheap. Hmm. Like, it, it, it's it's a huge map. I mean, it's quantity over quality. They couldn't make all of this giant USA map look good, but but uh, if you, just any given screenshot of the game looks five years behind the curve. Like I, I was watching footage of Drive Club the day I started mm -hmm. playing it, and I was like, wow, I bet these next gen racing games are going to look really good. Because you know the advantage with rendering a racing game is that you're not rendering real people. There's a lot less uncanny valley to deal with. Like yeah. even Gran Turismo 4 on the PS2 is a really really good looking game. Right, because cars are are defined shapes that don't like. I mean, unless you're doing Burnout where you want everything to like wreck and like realistically bend it's like they, know, they it's don't shape they, they don't animate very vividly right even it's in, wheels in re <laughs> they are inanimate objects yeah so <laughs> so if you see a really nice cg car it can uh more easily fool you mm -hmm. but what not about in the, the crew? human stands in gran turismo i i'm, I'm such a fan <laughs> of those those pixelated oh, people that are reprinted over and over again and they're like it, yelling ah. they, they, they gotta make a compromise somehow and, and <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah, i've always i've always loved how how every developer tries to do like the big crowd in a sports game differently because some of them are like let's put flat gifs and yeah. make those loop and then you like easily like it swoops over the crowd and you see that they're all 2d and you're like this is stupid and then some people are like let's make them real models and then the crowd consists of like 10 people in the entire arena <laughs> and, and right. they look like they're made out of legos right and their animation are like like they have no fucking clue what's going on is like what they look like they're like yeah go somebody like that's like i don't know that's i always found that really funny yeah
I the, the the crew is so weird though because the game as a whole the geometry the environment all look mm. five years behind the curve great but it has an amazing road texture <laughs> okay it, it has like the every bump on the road parallax mapped and and like when you're driving into the sunset and it's like uh-huh. glaring into the bumps and the nudges on, yeah. on every little speck of concrete it's a beautiful texture <laughs> With, like, the most absolutely low-poly, rush, cheap-looking environment around that. I mean, that's... I think that's a metaphor, uh, George, to keep your eyes on the road. Yeah, because, um... I I also think they intended players to speed past all the bad-looking stuff, but when you have an open-world sandbox game on a map this big where the central hook is, like, comparing it to a place... places you might have actually been in real life... Yeah. I don't get how they expect players to just gloss over the bad-looking scenery. Is it weird that I can't get over the fact that it's the whole United States and you don't see one living person walking outside? Oh, no, no, there are pedestrians. Are you... are you serious? Yeah. Can you run them over like cruising no, USA? They, they, ah. they do um, it's driver style. They do, they always dodge at the last minute, even if they clip through your car in the process. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, I, I like that actually. I I prefer that in, a in a lot Grand of Theft games. Auto run them over ragdoll effects. Yeah, like Grand Theft Auto has a dark tone, and most racing games want to have a light tone. So like, right. have guys comically dodge, <laughs> and you can laugh at. At the silliness, like in Driver San Francisco, that's how it worked. And a lot of commenters are angry at me for picking on the story. But the reason I did that, like I had way lower standards for racing game stories until I played Driver San Francisco. Mm. Are you guys familiar with Driver San Francisco? No, no, not at all. You play as a a ghost cop who fights crime by possessing people's cars and it's actually really uh, well written. <laughs> oh snap! I think I've played the demo for that, and I never, I never picked it up. This was a long time and, ago. And it's, it's, yeah, 2011, I think, is when it came out. I don't know for sure though. It might have been nine or ten, but it actually, it's amazing how they, they took a really weird outrageous gameplay mechanic which is swooping out of your car to pick and choose any other car driving around the sandbox so that way if you miss a turn you can swoop out of your car and pick another car that is already (laughs) turning into that turn okay and they actually wrote a story around that feature oh man that sounds i mean like you're saying it's good it's amazing (laughs) actually because it does not take itself seriously at all they joke about it Oh, like boy. the characters, they they break the fourth wall. They joke about how silly the game and the mechanic is, and they actually end up creating really likable characters because of that. And you end up caring about what happens to them just because you really appreciate their sense of humor. Oh, boy. 2011, it came out. Oh, and it ran in 60 FPS. Wow. I highly recommend it. It is one of the funniest funnest games i've i've played in last gen it was it is the bayonetta of driving games that's in terms a of weird like statement outrageous over-the-top self-aware styling it, it it does that great i mean i'm not gonna promise i'm gonna pick it up because i still have a billion more games to play that backlog though sounds interesting yeah 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 backlog. it's that definitely interesting backlog. 
Because it's also like a super, like, quote unquote, triple A mainstream conventional title. Oh, man. Like, you can tell just by looking at the cover art and, and a million different game company logos start up at the beginning. And it's mm-hmm. about a ghost cop who fights crime by possessing people's cars. And you solve, you like help people out with their problems. Like, there's a kid who's failing his driver's license test. So <laughs> you like possess him for a minute and help him out. Oh, please. There's there's like oh, a boy. salesman who can't sell cars to people, so you possess the salesman and make him do some wacky tricks that impress the customers. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like Elite Beat Agents, but in, yeah. in, in racing game. You, you, you help people out. You solve their problems. It's a nice, upbeat game. It makes you feel right. good. Makes mm. you feel good. Makes um, you feel good. Speaking of nice, upbeat games that make you feel good, uh, this week I've been playing I Am Bread. Oh. I saw your video about that with the Kirby music. Right, it's it's uh, it's good. I've got to say, it's you really, seem to it's really good. to really enjoy it. It's like I, I don't play many of those like physicsy games. Like for, for those games. who don't know, yeah, like for those who don't know, this is a game <laughs> along the lines of like Octodad or uh, it's the, it's by the guys who made Surgeon Simulator, and like so it's like super wacky, super self aware. It's like. Like it d- does not take itself seriously for one second, which like that lends to its style. I think it's I, I don't know, and I had a lot of fun with it because I saw some let's players that I follow playing it, and I was like, this looks like a blast. I'm gonna try it out, and it ended up being like a surprisingly interesting and deep game because like <laughs> I I spent a couple hours on Sunday attempting to get like good rankings on every level because like the whole point is like you start as bread and you make your way over to something in the room that can turn you into toast. <laughs> And, like, there's, like, bonuses for, like, evenly toasting yourself. You, like, lose points for, like, burning parts of you. Um, <laughs> it's it's so, like, okay. The thing that surprised me so much is that... The thing that surprised me so much is that the first level is, like... It's, like, become toast. And there's, like, a toaster in view. So you're, like, okay, I just need to get to the toaster. And, like, that's, of course, super easy. It toasts you yeah. on both sides. Like, blah, blah, blah. You just get there. But then the next level doesn't have a toaster in it because you're not in the kitchen. And you're just, like what the hell do I do? And you just look around and you're like, what the hell do I do? I'm in a, I'm in a living room. There's no toaster here. And like, I eventually figured out that one of the solutions is to make your way over to the room's wall mounted heater. And then you have to like hit the button oh, and turn no. the knob to turn it on. And then you have to hang in front of the heater, like on each side to toast yourself. It was like, what? at that point I was like, I am impressed by the creativity yeah, that this game is pulling out. It's like a lot of fun actually. I yeah. And every level has like a, a thing that you need to find. And there's like usually two or three solutions on like what toasts you. And like, there's always like a jar of jam that's hidden in the <laughs> level and you can like break that. And that, that ups your deliciousness, <laughs> which makes your rating better at the end. It's so this is, funny. This is great. I don't know. So I had, is it like a time uh, limit or anything? You have like an that? edibility meter. Yeah, you have an edibility meter. And if you're like on like the floor or like there's ants in some places or in anything dirty, it'll like your edibility will go down. And so, like, you have to travel across, like, the walls and, like, on top of safe things in order to not lose edibility. Oh, it's super. I it's see so it now. Funny. A so little box lose... as well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's, you lose it's so by, by smearing shit all over your bread. And right. you win by nice, evenly toasting your bread. Yes. That's... And it's, like, surprisingly intuitive. Like, I, I started to get pretty good and I started to, like, do cool, like, maneuvers, like, 
uh, in my in my I made a pros cons quick on it. Uh, near the end, there's a scene that I just wanted to throw in to brag, where I like launch myself off of a shelf and like one corner catch onto an ironing board, and it's like super cool for some reason, even though I'm bred. I don't know. Some MLG shit. Yeah, seriously, like like Pro 360 no scopes. scope. <laughs> But uh, there's yeah, gotta be costumes for the bread, dude. Like a Superman. Oh, I hope bread. so. I mean, it's uh, they it's can make early DLC. access right now. It's early access right now, so like that—that's my biggest like gripe because I don't like early access titles, and so I was like on the fence about buying it. But I, I like it, and I hope that they finish the game because there's supposed to be four more levels at the least. And I'm—I mean, DLC is like an easy thing to do for this game, or even just free updates is what I would hope. But like. I don't know. It's it's great. I would I would recommend trying it out. It's like so, ten bucks. It's so easy to dismiss these like LOL so random floppy yeah. games. Yeah. But there are like at least two of them that I've actually had a hell of a lot of fun with. Mm-hmm. And and I think one of them Surgeon Simulator. I really enjoyed the Goat MMO Simulator for like an <laughs> hour just uh-huh. to giggle at it. But I that I, I don't really know. Is that like a good value is if there's just an hour of, of laughs to have. Like, I mean, that's completely subjective, but in my <laughs> personal opinion, I think that if you're doing the dollar per hour thing, like, no. Yeah. But also, like, yeah. it's right. like, uh, have you guys ever played that that, that game, uh, DLC Quest? I, I have not. I've looked at it, yeah. I've okay, looked at it, it. I know of it. Yeah. The game, I think that's like, that's like the farthest I would go paying for like a game that is clearly like a tongue-in-cheek like you'll enjoy it one time it's a joke about the game industry and like it's like you'll hear the joke and you'll laugh and then like you're probably not going to hear anybody tell the joke again right Mm -hmm. because that was like three bucks and it had about two and a half hours was like the entire experience and i thought that was good it was like a funny game i i laughed and then I finished it and it was over and it's like not going to play this again but that was a good value but like goat simulator mmo like i I feel like you get the experience just by like watching the trailer. Well, and it, it's, I don't know. Uh, it's really convincing. Mm-hmm. Like if you did not know better, you really might think you were playing a, a free MMO. And mm-hmm. there, there's some clever jabs in there. Like it starts you off. Um, your your initial first spawn point when you begin the game and load it up for the first time. Because after that, I, I I believe you actually. I actually I don't know because I haven't played it a second time. But um. You start off in a pile of goat corpses uh-huh. <laughs> that just he, like you fall from the sky and ragdoll on top of this pile of goat corpses, and you look at the map, and that pile of goat corpses that is the first spawn point is labeled Snowflake Factory. Great. And and when I saw that, I just had to like stop and and laugh for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's also one quote unquote quest. You do fetch quests. There's an inventory system in Goat Simulator now cuz now it's Goat MMO Simulator. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can get the old one back either. I don't know. Um but a guy literally rewards you with a piece of shit. <laughs> like it says <laughs> you won a piece of shit. A piece of shit added to inventory. Fantastic. And, and it like recontextualizes the rest of the game as a quest for some bigger pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. And and I, I giggled. <laughs> yeah, like like I don't know. I, I think that would be a game that I lose interest after about an hour, you know, like you said. But the thing that the strength that I am bred has is the fact that like there are so many like factors that are not throwaway factors in each level. Like 
there's different routes to get to the things that the, to get to like the different points that you can become toast at. There's like the edibility. There's the the fact that you can use butter and jam to like up your deliciousness. And I don't know if that like if there's a higher rank than A because I got an A rank on two levels. But if there is a higher rank, like I'm assuming there is because I didn't do perfect. And there's also a timer, so I'm assuming that like there's a way to like beat every level fast with high deliciousness, with perfect edibility, and like get like a perfect rank. And I want to see speedrunners tackle this because I've seen speedrunners tackle Octodad, and that is so funny. It's like so enjoyable to watch like people figure out these like you know when you when you play a 2d platformer there's like a specific way to do something right because there's only so many parameters right but in in a 3d sandboxy physics-based game (laughs) where like you can like glitch out a little bit and there's a lot of like stuff to interact with and change the environment like there's there's potential for a lot of interesting things to be done within it and uh if if they keep making some good levels, I think the full game's gonna be pretty worth it. Cool. I really like your description of that second level where you figured out that you had to warm yourself in front of the power outlet and manipulate things. Yeah, there's and there's I mean there's another solution in that level that's like a little more complicated that I didn't know about and I watched I saw it in a let's play, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like like super like off the wall, didn't even think about that. But I feel like a lot of these games could could learn a lot by harkening back to Tony Hawk. Which is interesting, <laughs> yeah. because Goat Simulator yeah. totally has the little Tony Hawk score readout on the bottom. Oh yeah, that's right, I didn't even think about that. Because that sounds a lot like it, like exploring around a level just, just for the fun of it, and just like playing, literally playing with, with the mechanics and the level mm-hmm. to figure out solutions to problems. And plus there's there's a bunch of great stuff, like <clears throat> I showed it in my video as well, I climbed up to the top of a shelf that I didn't really like, need to climb up to the top of, and there was a framed uh album by the yeasty boys <laughs> and uh that that's that's all i'm all about that that was great <laughs> well i'm glad you liked that yeasty boys joke yeah there's other ones i'm just saying that was one that i found <clears throat> um but matt but, what, a, what have yeah, you been what are you up playing, to matt? oh man i've been playing Wait, this game that everyone has playing. yeah the best game real life <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, I was you gonna brought... say Naughty Bear. Oh no! Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Naughty Bear. Yeah, I... Naughty Bear. <laughs> All right. Well, so I, I sometimes I like to go to like any shop and just kind of look around to see what I can get on the cheap. And oh, uh, this game. Yeah, I just I just googled it. I, and right, I looked okay. at. I was like Naughty Bear. I've been wanting to play that. You and have. I picked it up. I was like, oh, I'm totally going to review this. This is going to be great. It's probably just going to be a fun little game, short, nice, and sweet. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No. It's, <laughs> it's a horrible game. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun for like the first three episodes. The episode is, um, there's seven episodes in all, and then there's DLC. There's like a free one, and then there's a couple, I think, paid ones, uh, mm-hmm. uh, two or three paid ones. It, so there's a first level in that episode, and then there's four other challenges within that same episode. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to uh, be stealthy. Sometimes you cannot be hurt, you, so you can't get hit. So when mm-hmm. when people when other bears have guns and stuff like that, but let me explain <laughs> how this actually works. You are a bear called Naughty Bear. This this 
voice inside your head, this British voice inside your head tells you to do stuff and you do it. And so, it, you know, the world will start like, oh, oh, uh, Cuddles is having a birthday party. Did you get an invite, Naughty Bear? No? Oh, you should go teach them a lesson. <laughs> oh, no. And that's like the whole the whole concept. It just seems like kind of a the whole perversion of, of children's entertainment. It's 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 a low blow. Yeah, yeah it's it, it, it keeps going more and more absurd. And you, mm-hmm. you kill these bears in the most craziest ways. Like if someone's trying to call for help, you can go behind them and either scare them or or kill them and you will take the phone and stuff it in their mouth (laughs) and they will just like great suffocate yeah and and there's a way the the best way to rack up points in this game is to go around and scare bears over and over (sighs) again so you can set up traps scare bears scare bears that's a new thing set up traps (laughs) or sabotage phones and cars and boats so they mm-hmm. will try to get away once you start scaring them until they mm-hmm. drive them insane to the point that they will start killing themselves. Great. I kid wow. you not. That, that, like, I get that it's supposed to be, like, an M-rated make fun of, of teddy bears joke game, but even that is, like, That's uncomfortably dark. It is. Yeah. It is. But the bad part is they lock the episodes. So you have to do these challenges, which are just oh my, oh gosh, my the challenges god, challenges are so aggravating. Mm. You just you just want to choke a chicken, anything. Just oh my, oh. that was a it, sorry, so that was you, a poor choice of words. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't choke, choke a your chicken, chicken Matt. <laughs> sorry, Peter. Um, <laughs> so what 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 happens is if you die once, you don't start over at a checkpoint. There is no checkpoints. You will just start over the whole. Uh, challenge so 20 minutes 10 minutes of your life 20 just minutes gone. down the toilet oh yeah. man that sounds one like of those a well-designed games. video game so yeah one of those games that's my naughty bear rant rant uh it's it's a it's a bad game <laughs> it's so, a bad okay. game. you 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 didn't have internet for a few days right no i've been i've been stealing internet from the neighbors oh uh, okay that's so you got lucky yeah. Which, which I, I mean, I still want to ask, though, I, knowing I gotta, that you were going to be without internet for a few days, why was it Naughty Bear that you brought with you as opposed to any other game? Well, well no, I had another game. I had Divinity, uh, origi- oh, original Divinity, Divinity original yeah, Sin. I, I, I didn't want to spend 20 hours trying to. <laughs> trying to get used to that okay, game. Okay, but, so, um, so you did. You did not just bring Naughty Bear by itself no, to the other, to the wild internetless my, lands. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have my offline okay. mode ready for 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 stream. Um, okay, Steam, okay, I mean. that that that's that's reassuring. Yeah, yeah. I didn't just play Naughty Bear. No, 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 no. I, I it's Naughty Bear is something you have to you have to sit down and digest in small increments <laughs> mm, really can't. really engross yourself into the gameplay no. or just gross yourself hey hey oh okay <laughs> <laughs> little late on your hey but yeah. it's all right. <laughs> I, I blame it on the lag <laughs> but I, I i was using an xfinity hotspot that's that was near me somehow. I'm the Comcast Xfinity. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. In, in the crew, there there's a race called the Comcast Xfinity oh, Speed right. Challenge. Oh, that's right. 
I, wow. Ooh, that's Real? so cringy. I am not kidding. <laughs> and you drive race cars that say Xfinity on them. Oh. And you race other race gosh. cars that say Xfinity I saw on them. That. Mm. Uh. <laughs> I mean, how bad is that compared to like something like uh I don't know, billboards in games and stuff like that. It's worse like, because it's shoving worse, it yeah. further into your face. If you um, get tapped out of a race, if the if you're doing a police pursuit chase where everyone has to run from the police, and if one player gets caught, they go into spectator mode and just have to watch the rest of the race play out because you know, it's a multiplayer game. They can't mm -hmm. retry because then that would ruin everyone else's fun. Mm -hmm. And in the upper right-hand corner of the screen while you're in spectator mode, it says spectator mode by Xfinity. Oh, my Ooh. good... Wow. Yes, my my good Comcastness. Comcast, please. Uh, the, I'm sorry the, to to just like horribly depress everyone on the podcast. <laughs> with that. Come on, Google, just take over the world. Just take over I, the I world. I would be much so more comfortable playing. I would be much more comfortable playing the Google Fiber Speed Challenge. Yeah, because it would be about twenty times faster than the Comcast Xfinity <laughs> Speed Challenge. I, I, I'm just imagining, uh, I'm just imagining Assassin's Creed Victory next year, where it's like, like, all right, Assassin, we need you to take down this target. Your throwing knives are brought to you by Time Warner Cable. <laughs> the Time Warner Cable Assassination Challenge. <laughs> A free DLC from Time Warner. Oh my god. Free, come on! You know Time Warner wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, I, I I kind of hope that like at least this product placement is a way to keep making new races and challenges for the game over the long term because they they plan for that. There are slots in the menus for weekly and monthly challenges. It just uh, this launch week uh, that challenge was the Comcast Xfinity Speed Challenge. Great. That's that is just something. <laughs> some that that is just. That is just the thing that exists, and that's all I have to say about Man, that thing. Man, ads are but just you know going what? everywhere now. Life will go on because um, there, there's another game that I'm playing that is wholesome and fun and doesn't have Comcast anywhere near it, and that's Smash Brothers. Hey! Yeah. So now that you got some real time with uh, Smash Brothers and, Wii, and your Wii U... I, I am loving it. Yeah, really? I was really pissed off at my Wii U when I first got it, but now I'm getting used to its quirks. <laughs> it's quirky. Um, oh, man. Downloading but, all those updates. God, all those updates, all the loading screens, it still weirds me out that you have to wait through a loading screen. Like, I, I, I found out, I said some stupid things on Twitter because I was complaining. You do, you can access the friends list within, like, a click. You press home and then press friends list. Right. And then, but you still have to wait through a loading screen. Right. Which I just don't get. Like, it's it's a friend, it is displaying text. Yeah. Of, of who is online and who isn't. What is it doing during that loading screen? The device is always online. Is it like connecting back to the internet after not being on the internet to load up who's online on your friends list that then disconnects when you close out of it? Like, why is this thing so separate from the rest of the gameplay experience? Just wait. Yeah, the, I, new I Wii, know. the new new Wii is coming out. The new the Wii U? New, the new, the, new the Wii, Wii U 2 Electric Wiggaloo? Yes. Maybe in a <laughs> few years, Wii U 2 can review the Wii U 2 2. <laughs> Shut up, George. <laughs> You recycled that joke from off the podcast. Yeah, but the listeners didn't hear it when we were joking about okay. it before, so hopefully hopefully they still laughed, they still enjoyed it. It's okay, I recycle <laughs> jokes all the time. I'm just being a dick. Um, but, 
Yeah, Speaking I don't know. Speaking of Wii being U... a dick. Okay. <laughs> I really love some of the tricks I can pull off as Pac-Man. <laughs> okay. Fair fair transition, I guess. We'll go with that. Uh, I, I, okay, so you play Pac-Man. Is that your main right now? Or do I you don't have a main? Know. I'm switching between Pac-Man and Toon Link and occasionally Samus. Uh, um, original Samus or Zero Suit? Original Samus. Hell with, yeah. With the, with the charge laser. Yeah, pow, I love pow. Original Samus. She's my main. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the character tier list people are making today, and apparently Zero Suit Samus is way up there. Oh, yeah, she's, she's uh, quick. a little too strong. Uh, they mm. nerfed her a bit in that patch for the 3DS, which I, I believe the 3DS patch 1.0.4 was how the Wii U version came standard. But, okay. uh, like... Um, things like Rosalina used to be the top tier. It was like un uh, like like uncontested. Rosalina was the best character. She was like the Meta Knight of Smash Four. And then Nintendo was like, oh okay, we understand. Uh, she's too strong. And they like like they made Luma's respawn time like five seconds longer and stuff like that. And Rosalina can no longer attack you while she's getting attacked with Luma because that was bullshit. It's it, feel, um, it seems so weird hearing that from like. Nintendo games are being updated now. Yeah, the, I mean, that shows that they're actually, like, giving real effort to be like, right. we understand that the competitive community wants this to be a real competitive game, um, and we want to, like, up, like not appease them, but we want to, like, work with them. And so they, like, listened to feedback, and they, you know, removed some things that were, like, bugs, bugs and exploits, but they, like, tweaked characters to make them more balanced across the board, which is awesome. I really, really like how much Ariel... I, I was really weirded out at first by how floatier and slower it is than Melee, but now uh -huh. I'm starting to appreciate how much fighting happens in the air and far away from the stages now because of it. Yeah. Which is why I was like digging Pac-Man so much. Like You can mm -hmm. throw that fire hydrant down on players who are falling off the stage to make sure they don't get back on, and then like activate your up smash and trampoline twice back onto the stage and be perfectly fine and safe. Right, um... That's the thing about Smash 4 is it's much faster than Brawl was, but uh, the thing that they changed, which I like, I wouldn't call it a better or a worse thing, just a different thing, is that, like you said, a lot of the fighting takes place off the stage because they changed how ledge grabs work, where two people yeah, can that, just that grab too. a ledge. And Which I'm so, totally fine with. Right, that makes I like it so fighting that, like, in the air off the stage, not on yeah. the ledge on the stage. Which Pac-Man is still good for, because you can guard that edge with the fire hydrant. Right. And then smack and, the other players with the fire hydrant. What I, it blew my mind. Yeah, that's like <laughs> the way the way Smash Four seems to be played best is like you need to confirm your kills now. You can't just like, mm -hmm. I mean, not I'm not saying just, but you can't hit someone off and then grab on the ledge and make sure they don't get back on you Which have to like cool chase them and demanding get there them. is more to learn yeah right you need you need to like get them gone you need to like get out there and confirm that kill and then come back to stage which is pretty cool i like that i, it, I enjoy it, it doing adds that. a lot of danger and excitement to getting that kill when you confirm yeah. it and also have to put yourself at great risk to confirm it right and plus i mean i don't know if you've if you've landed one of these before uh regular samus's down a in the air that that smash that hits straight down mm -hmm. have you hit that yet i on on players who are falling yeah 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 totally so so satisfying to to meteor smash someone out of the stage and be like <laughs> yeah that's it bye later man but, but like ah <laughs> uh, i'm just i i'm, I'm loving pac-man though like really I, I, i'm having better results with samus but i'm having a whole hell of a lot of fun with pac-man because mm -hmm. you can end up juggling items um while flying in and off the stage. Like, I think right. there was one kill I got earlier this morning when I was playing 
or I hit someone with a bell on on uh, outside of the stage. He fell off. Mm-hmm. I flew up and then hit him with the fire hydrant off mm-hmm. of the stage. And there was another one where a guy was like dangling on the ledge, and I guess mm-hmm. he ran out of invincibility frames because my hi- fire hydrant just like skidded against the ledge and hit him. <laughs> There nice. was there was one time where the fire hydrant like got smacked into someone who I just smacked in the opposite direction with with the bell that uh-huh. felt amazing and, and fun. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's great. Like it's fun, and I'm glad you're having fun. I'm having a lot of fun. You playing anything else? Just Smash or what? Um, I tried out Mario Kart's online mode the other day, mm-hmm. and it actually worked, unlike Smash, which was appreciated. Well, I just <laughs> also talked about how much Smash I've been playing. That's because the one good <laughs> online match of Smash I have had, I played this morning, and I kept it going for like two hours. I didn't let this guy disconnect, because <laughs> most of the time, it's pretty pretty laggy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is the good thing that you can like continue to play with one character as long as they want to play with you, so you can... like. You know, if you have that good match where you have a good connection with the other character, you can, you know, continue fighting them. Or if they're better than you, you can be like, I want to fight this guy and learn from them. You know, yeah, you that's, just keep that match going. I was watching cool. Pac-Man replays and learn tricks from it that I then noticed myself actually get better on the online game with. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Yeah, it's you- fantastic. I need to put more time into into Smash Wii U, honestly, because I, I put a lot of time into the 3DS one. Oh. I haven't unlocked everybody in the Wii U one yet, and I just need to, like, sit down and be like like stop playing binding of isaac stop playing you know whatever indie games on steam just like play some smash and you know kick back and stuff and so you know, i think i might do that saturday the other thing i discovered that yeah you need to accept my friend request the other thing oh, i right. noticed um mm-hmm. that that has like given me way more time with this game is uh the the wii u gamepad's range mm-hmm. i can i can sit on my computer and play smash i can lay yep. in wow. bed and play smash that's and good it's it still works fine i don't notice any input lag this thing is amazing yeah i have uh i have a very small apartment that is shaped you know very centrally it's not like longer in any direction than it is you know in any other direction so like it it lends itself perfectly to me being able to play my wii u in any room of the house and so yeah i mean like when I was into, uh, when I got, you know, New Super Mario Brothers U, right when I got my Wii U, I was able to, like, oh, you know, need to go make some food or whatever, need to, like, check the fridge, and I just, like, got up, continued playing, walked over to the kitchen, opened the fridge, continued playing, still and playing. it still works. I was able yeah. to hold my own online, like, it's streaming, and that, yeah. like, I always talk shit about streaming. Mm-hmm. It's streaming video from the Wii U going through, I guess, like, I don't know if you can call it Wi-Fi or not, wireless radio signals of some sort. And I'm having absolutely none of the problems that I've had even in wired in-home streaming on Steam. That has mm-hmm. gotten really good recently. I, I don't know what's what type of voodoo magic has been going on. Oh, with, you live in a house? So you're actually going to be making use of it now. I'm, I'm, I, like, I like that. I, I, like, I kind of like want to get one feature. now. Since I, I had a blast playing when I went over your house that day. I was mm-hmm. just like... And we were playing Civ in the living room? Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I might actually be able to use that, you know, go downstairs and play it and stuff like that. And well, well, How was the booty set, game, by the way? You haven't... 
played Booty oh, Two and Booty One. Yeah, no, I've because uh, I've been dedicating a lot more time to the crew. But no, I'm giving I'm giving Booty Games some more time this week. I want to replay through the first one before really getting into the second one. I'm assuming that means Bayonetta. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm just an outsider I, here. Bayonetta is the Booty Game. Booty Netta. Booty Game. I mean, it's like right on the cover, just booty. The, the, the cover yeah. is mostly booty. Yeah. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised with how much it is just more of the first game which is like totally fine and um let's see there's there's some god it's like hard for me to remember because it was so long ago Mm -hmm. it was really like four days but those four days (laughs) have been filled up by playing a moderately multiplayer online car pg Uh but i i was kind of uh you can only play bayonetta once uh the, the you can only play bayonetta for the first time once oh yeah so this is like it's not really hitting me as hard as it did with the first game. Mm-hmm. Like like discovering Platinum Games's style and and Bayonetta's style and maybe I just didn't get that too hard far into it but um mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's it's cool that it's like as highly reviewed this time cuz cuz I guess people are maybe discovering Bayonetta for the first time but it really is more of of the first game which I'm totally cool with. Right. Mm. They'll sound like I it. still need to get around and play so, that. No, no, like I, it's like okay, I can, I can wait to play it, and I'll have a nice right. little snack to eat. Right, <laughs> I have been waiting to play it because I have been playing Smash and Mario Kart instead, and I also have a feeling that when I start it up again, I'm gonna give it more time than is healthy because I also need to get more done, you know, outside of booty game. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I just need to give it more time to really, really know yeah. how it is. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I, I still need to get around to playing it myself. Uh, and through a uh, callback to earlier, or, or I think we, were, we might have been discussing this off podcast, actually, where I said that uh, Nintendo <laughs> seems to just want to not take your money because they have no option to, like, gift games to other mm-hmm. people with Nintendo Network IDs or stuff like that. Yeah, um, they hate having money. Right, I ended up with... Because they could so uh, easily. They could change just a few things to their strategy. Like, I realized that after shopping in the Nintendo sections of the store. Like, yeah. there are some really weird things going on with how they how they sell their product. Right, and uh, I through, through that, I ended up with $40 of eShop credit because I bought two $20 eShop cards to, you know, gift my friend uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, one of the two, whichever one he wanted. And then I, I sent him the codes, and he's like, oh, yeah, they're region locked. And I was like, cool. Mm. And so I just have those now, because I already scratched off things to give him the codes, so I, I just ended up, like, sending him money to buy it, which is, like, not nearly as, like, you know, <laughs> Christmassy or, like, in the spirit of gift-giving. I'm just like, here, buy a game with money, but, like... <laughs> Just it, buy this one particular game. Yeah, I That's got this so you could get this one game. Yeah. Don't spend it on anything else. I can't else. get you the game, so here's the money to get the game. <laughs> yeah, and so um, since I have that $40 of eShop credit, I've been debating on what to get. Uh, Captain Toad looks good, but maybe I'll just grab Bayonetta 2. And uh, does the digital version come with the original Bayonetta as well? Yeah. Or I is that only the physical no, one? No, I don't know. Um, I, I think, I think on, on the these. eShop... On the eShop, I think they have a listing for both games, but I think in the European markets they're selling them separately, so you might be good. Hmm. Uh, for sure, though. What are you doing uh, for storage? Because there's a 30 gigabyte hard drive oh, on the Wii right. U, and don't have, you? Yeah, I have the 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 black Wii U, so I have a 32 gig storage in it. But 
Yeah. That's right. Uh, maybe I'll just buy a physical in Cave. I have a I have a Target gift card with enough money for it, but I'm debating on whether to get that or Amiibos, and I don't know if I should get any Amiibos. I, can, I'm thinking of just getting one, just can, a Amiibo, an Amiibo. Can you <laughs> one Amiibo? Can you install games on the Wii U and play them without the disc? Uh, not from buying the disc. I think only oh. digital download works for that. That sucks because it, it would be really awesome if I could lay in bed playing Smash and then. But then people <laughs> just Mario download Kart. the games and, and just you know. And pirate them, mm. yeah, yeah. Which I mean, they're gonna do eventually. I'm, I'm assuming anyway, as as happens with every system ever made. Yeah. Oh well. Anyways, we are going to take a quick break and then we will be right back and we'll get into the news and the Q&A. Yeah! Star Wars! It's great in the arcade. Welcome back to the TOVG podcast. So, uh, did any of you guys watch the Jeff Keighley Awards? Absolutely. Uh, bits and pieces. Wait, did you did, no, Matt? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, because I think you were at my house playing video games with me <laughs> yeah. while they were happening. Yes. Because <laughs> that's why I didn't watch them, because I completely forgot, because I was playing really fun video games on my Wii U. Um... But I woke up the next morning and found out what I missed, which was Zelda, apparently. Oh, yeah, that's right. The the Zelda U footage that they showed. The the Zelda. It's just called Zelda right now. Not even the Legend of Zelda, just Zelda. I mean, which like, is interesting. Like, it's just like they're just saying, like, this is the Zelda game that's coming out on the Wii U. <laughs> like, they're not going to, like, tag it with a thing like they did with Majora's Mask when it was like Zelda Gaiden or whatever. Because, like, because of the internet, people are going to pass that shit around too quick these days. So they're just going to call it Zelda until they actually come up with a final title. I'm assuming, at least. Usually they're called The Legend of Zelda at first, and then they have their real name. But this one's just Zelda. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Zelda. I think we get it. It's a Zelda game. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, uh, it, looks, it looks good, though. I thought it looked... I mean, it looks It's hard early. to tell because we're seeing it from from off camera right that that was a little weird i have to say like the presentation that they did it was it was weird that it was um alnuma and miyamoto like playing the game and having like a a little like like live sort of feel to it but mm -hmm. it sounded like it was unscripted and it was edited so that they like cut out parts but it sounded as if the translators were translating 
live right. as it was happening. It was really, really weird. Yeah. Um, and and you can know. like hear it when the translators like try to think that they're making jabs or jokes. So right. like there are lines where where you can like hear nervous laughter that may yeah. or may not should be there and maybe yeah. it's so <laughs> nervous because the translator doesn't really know. The yeah, I don't know. Oz. It was it was alright. Yeah. I mean like to be fair, it was just like a thing that to show Zelda U footage and like what the game is going to kind of be like. And it was just like there were some charming things like Aonuma being like, and you know, when you ride your horse around, it's not going to run into a tree because horses just don't run into trees, you know? And it's like, <laughs> you're right. Horses don't do that. They're not dumb and stupid. That, that's cool. I'm, a, I'm on board. It's like a weird like thing to say like. Should I be like, yay, best game ever? It's just like or the Metal Gear Solid like, thing where the horse was pooping. It's like, oh yeah, your horse will do that. Uh. Oh yeah, well, horses in real life poop. They aren't <laughs> just inanimate objects. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it looks pretty cool. I I like how the map looks. It looks more... It, it looks like it has more of a third dimension than even previous 3D Zeldas. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, the the way that they showed it is like the Link like rides Epona up to the top of like a cliff thing, and then he like jumps off the cliff. As far as we can tell, from like six feet away, it's yeah. a really pretty looking cliff. Right, and like he like okay. The the cool thing I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, that that cliff part with the sunset that mm-hmm. was 100 and 110% totally deliberate because it mirrors the first like uh, the manual the, and, and the, like, release image of of Zelda 1 which yeah. is like neat and cool and i'm i'm wondering if there's some sort of like implications there as to what this game is going to be. Oh shit, but, is this going to take place in the post-apocalyptic after Ganon rules the oh world my gosh. part of the timeline that Zelda 1 takes place at? Like maybe the only thing that that's weird is that they have the the cloth, the sail cloth from Skyward Sword. He uses that to like leap off the cliff. So I don't oh, know yeah. if this well, is like well, a Well, that's the same thing as the leaf from Wind Waker. Right, but it is the sail cloth. I'm saying it's, like like some kind of parachute is starting to show up in every Zelda game. So. Right, but what I'm saying is I'm used to it. He said it's the sailcloth. Like one of them said that, so that's like implying that it is the same item from Skyward Sword. Implying that maybe it's on the same like maybe it's a direct sequel to Skyward Sword. You, you know, think this early is the in the Skyward timeline. Sword Link. Yeah, like, you know, this link yeah. does look pretty girly, and the Skyward Sword Link was the girliest. Yeah, I mean, and like. Link has always been pretty effeminate because he's supposed to just be this kind of like, like I mean they they created Link to be like he's the link between you know the player and the game. That's like literally why they named him that. So like they make him gender ambiguous for the most part. Like he's a guy who just like looks pretty neutral. Like I mean that's it sounds <laughs> sounds jokey, but like you know he could pass off as a girl if he wanted to, and I'm sure that's why they make him like that to make him more you know connectable, connectable. Connectables. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I th- first, I'm looking at it. I mean, I'm I'm not a particularly fan of the 3D Zeldas as much as the 2D Zeldas. So uh-huh. I don't. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm sorry. I it is. So I'm wondering how this game is going to be open world. Like, what am I going to yeah. like from it? Are are the puzzles going to be? You know, like I have to search around and get frustrated with it and walk around the you know the whole dungeon looking for this one piece i don't want to do mm-hmm. any of that type of stuff so i'm going to be waiting for the reviews to come out to see if it's that type of zelda game because if it is 
I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm not touching Well, I don't think it's that much of a stretch to make an open-world Zelda game. Like, every Zelda game throughout the whole series is already pretty open. I mean, if have either of you guys played A Link Between Worlds? I have yes, not played that one. of course. One. You did play A Link Between Worlds, and by, by your tone, I'm assuming you liked it. Yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm assuming that they're going to do with this one, because the the last half of the game, there is only one dungeon that you have to do another dungeon before. And that's the ice temple, because there's like something specific you need to get for that one that another dungeon has. But aside from that, seven of the dungeons can be done in any order. And I think that's kind of what they mean by open world. But it's going to I think it's going to like take away the like, you know, you got to do the three dungeons at the start and then you got to go fight the main bad guy but you can't beat him yet so then you're gonna have to do a bigger thing i think it's just gonna start with like here's the big task go do whatever you want like that's what i feel that's like it's what gonna i'm be hoping for that's that's yeah that's definitely what, I'm what I'm hoping i think it's gonna be cool i'm not i'm not looking and, for that you know that whole go in and like oh i don't think i can complete this and then have yeah. to like walk all the way out i don't want it to feel old you know the old yeah actually Zelda. you know that's, well, that's, I was going to say the old Zeldas are the ones that are more open. Like, there are dungeons in Link to the Past that have, like, entirely optional oh, I'm talking about the puzzles, uh, not necessarily items. the open world. Like, the puzzles is what's going to be, like, the deciding factor if this game is good, right? You know, the um, satisfaction I mean, it depends on of your, the puzzles. Depends the on your Zelda you. usually aren't The dungeons, hard. should I say. The dungeons as a whole. It, the combat around the dungeons. Though. I mean, like, I would only say no to that because Majora's Mask is my favorite Zelda game, though I hate three out of four of the dungeons yeah. in that game. Mm. Yeah, like, it's always, the most interesting stuff is always what happens outside of the dungeons in Zelda. The story, the little right. quirky characters. I wouldn't say always, just because A Link Between Worlds is my second favorite Zelda game, and I loved well, every dungeon, yeah. but, I mean... That's the one I haven't played, so I don't know what that one did to it. Oh, George, I, I, it's good. I personally think that's, my that's like, the best Zelda game. You should let me borrow your 3DS for a week. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah, I could finally play through... Link. I could talk about Link Between Worlds. Yeah, How would you, you record it? <laughs> I don't think we can. Yeah, you have to get How that whole three hundred dollar capture card and. Yeah, it's it's. Do they so... make AV cables for the 3ds? No, it's it's you have to. It's okay. Nintendo's kind of dumb. Uh, there is no way legally, I guess. Yeah. To capture Nintendo 3ds footage. How do YouTubers review them? There's this they, guy. Uh, they go to the only guy, guy. Yeah. in the world who makes <laughs> capture 3ds's. He makes these like bootleg 3ds's that have micro USB ports on them. Yep. And they break and they don't work sometimes oh, wow. and they're like it's sketchy. It's like one guy working out of his house and you know, like he does a good job for the most part, but literally Nintendo just make a thing that works with the 3DS and make more everybody will while buy it. it. Everybody will buy it. Like, I know a make- hundred YouTubers off the top of my head that'll be like, oh yeah, 3DS capture card, that's legit. I would buy, I'll buy that. R- I would pre-order it, no doubt. I would buy so, it right now. So what you're saying is Nintendo is underproducing highly demanded peripherals. <laughs> As it that's a problem I'm noticing. That's a theme. Yeah. While, while they're at it, they can make more GameCube adapters. They can put out these these amiibos people want, and uh, they'll get lots of money. I want to say that the amiibo thing is is partially uh, a like 
exclusivity thing to make like some amiibos like oh it's cool to have that i don't know if it's so much a money thing no maybe i don't know that's Um, just my guess do we have any fans of Uncharted in here? That was another Me. big uh, Jeff Keighley Award world premiere. Hey, what did you think of Uncharted 4? Uh, it, it looks good. I didn't get to watch the whole trailer because uh, you, mm-hmm. you sent me the, the doc so, like, early. What? This news has been out for, like, I know, three days. I know, I know, but I had no internet. Oh, so Get with the time. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You had to play Naughty Bear instead. But, um, since you told me that a lot of Naughty Dog's big guys have left, I'm, I'm a little worried. I mean, yeah, sure. The demo could be really cool. I might watch it later and be like, "Oh man, it looks awesome!" But it's a demo. It's supposed to be. Yeah, if you're telling you know, me that, you know. then I'm, I, I, I want to look at when I play the whole game. I, I would hope it would be as, you know, the the quality that it should be. You know, is four too much? Is that when series start to go astray at number four? <sighs> They've been very consistent though. Yeah, um, I, 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 well, the first one's like kind of the black sheep. Like everyone, very, very highly reviewed number two and three. No, I thought number one was good too. I mean, yes, okay. of course, number two like blew the first one out of the water. Yes, but I thought number one was still good in my opinion. Anyway, so I mean, hmm. yeah. I think they could pull it off. Naughty Dog is pretty decent. I mean, they just did Last Last of Us, which I don't know gameplay wise, I wasn't really a big fan of it but the story was really tight so you know hopefully you know it's not <laughs> bad well, if, for for listeners who may be unaware um earlier this year around like late spring early summer for some reason there was a big departure of a lot of naughty dog staffers and i don't know if it might just like be gaming news posting headlines of of regular ordinary amounts of departures that happen in the game industry just giving it um headline credibility because it's naughty dog but i guess this is why a lot of fans might be more apprehensive that their future projects would hold up to their older standards is because they don't have a lot of the older staff on hand this time um yeah so i don't know i i don't play pretty much any naughty dog games never played any uncharted i I just never been a playstation guy i've never owned one so it's like not stuff that's on my radar you know so yeah 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 not having a PS3 has like killed my uh, my ability to stay relevant with these topics. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I I'm right there with you. Um, all right, we also got more footage of Mario Maker. Some really fun footage of Mario Maker. I was yeah. digging the uh, the Jeff Keighley Award trailer they showed for this one. Super excited for that. Yeah. Um, some like really shmup levels of of bullet bill density in some levels. Some really really creative. <laughs> Uh, you were talking about how it reminded you a lot of the ROM hacks. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, anybody who watches, you know, a lot of Let's Plays, um, not like like PewDiePie and Markiplier Let's Plays, I mean, like, people like Proton John or even, you know, the guys in the office, Beard Bros, uh, they've probably seen stuff like Kaizo Mario or, you know, mm. uh, things along those lines where it's like a, it's a, you know, a Mario ROM hack where they take elements from the mario things and they like recreate these like insanely difficult levels that are meant to be you know beaten with save states and like i think people like i think nintendo knows their market yeah i think nintendo knows that that's the people that are going to be like interested in a nintendo sanctioned level creator and so this trailer had a lot of things where like you know mario runs forward and then like a million bullet bills shoot out from every direction and he goes on a very specific path or like there's like you know shells flying everywhere and you know fireballs and stuff and it's like 
it was cool that they like sort of embraced that idea like people are going to want to make you know fucked up crazy levels and it's going to be super hard to beat them but like that's what people are going to want to do so let's show them that they can do that because at e3 they didn't show a lot they showed like you know some stuff they showed like okay you can make a stack of of koopas walking and it's like all right cool whatevs but this showed like a lot of elements that people have been doing in rom hacks that can be now done in a a, like nintendo official product Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming you could share these levels with people like this is going to send the let's play like scene into a huge (laughs) explosion because like it could just imagine how many let's players are already thinking of like when Mario Maker comes out, I'm getting it and I'm going to make a series of, you know, blah, blah, blah plays the next Mario Happy Maker Wheels. levels from fans. Exactly. Next Happy Wheels, but it's, you know, not Happy Wheels. It's Mario. Eight That's Mario's huge. jumping on top of a pile of dicks while, while live, live and learn, learn plays. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. Um, the very next day after the Jeff Keighley Awards in the very city, um, mm-hmm. Sony held a press keynote called the PlayStation Experience, which has happened before. But mm-hmm. anyways, it's, it's weird how this is like becoming a regular thing um big game events happened in december what street fighter <laughs> 5 was announced yeah wow yeah yeah uh, yeah cross-platform play between ps4 and pc how about that that's big that's good yeah yeah you will never run out of players no matter which platform you pick right unless you pick xbox because it's not on that wah, wah, wah. Y- you guys are <laughs> okay with it not being on xbox well, you're the care. only one here who has an Xbox. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to have, have all Xbox systems, one. so I, I, I'm not gonna, it's not going to really matter to me. I'm going to have a PS4 by next year, <laughs> early next year, for Bloodborne. So it like, doesn't even matter. But the thing like, is, it's... Uh, yeah, go ahead. This, go is ahead. What I, this, is, this is what I'm saying. The Wii U was, like, upon launch, the worst next-gen console to get because there was, like, nothing going for it. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One were like, eh, mediocre on launch. PlayStation 4 has filled itself out with games. Wii U has filled itself out with games. And Xbox One is still sitting here, very high-priced. And it's like, the best game it has to... The best game it has to offer that's exclusive is the Master Chief Collection, which is just other games that have been on other systems. It's like, I don't know. I have no faith in Xbox or Microsoft anymore to make anything worth my time. So, like... Mm. I don't care that they don't get Street Fighter V, in my opinion. I mean, the way I see it is it's basically... There's not a whole lot I could play on that that I couldn't already on a PC, and this is coming out on PC, so I'm covered. Yeah, I mean, same here. I, I PC game more than anything now. Uh, like, my gaming criteria is now, like, whatever Nintendo console and PC. Like, I don't really get anything else. I don't have the money to, like shell out for a playstation or an xbox one so this works out for me though i'm kind of salty that uh that i i just started getting industry fighter 4 and now they announce a new one that i need to relearn. right yeah right. well you'll still have some of that carrying over i guess like, yeah. it can't be too drastically different like the basic fight it looked a whole lot like like street fighter 4 just with updated <laughs> graphics you had a very very similarly stylized ryu and chun li bashing each other uh-huh. um apparently this is uh, notes from the fighting game community say that guard crushing in this new one is a big deal mm-hmm. 
um, that in Street Fighter 4 you could block way easier than what it looks like you can do in this new one, which mm-hmm. would uh, make fights more more offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, stage breaks. This was interesting. This is oh, something yeah. you see a lot happening in DOA, where a fighter will like bash someone into a new background. Yeah, that's um, definitely like Soul Calibur, Mortal Kombat, DOA. That's like that realm, but depending on how they've never seen it on the other party things. game fighters, not the serious fighters. Right, right, exactly. Street Fighter seems to be the most competitive and serious fighting game of the whole crew, and you just don't see uh, stage breaks on any Street Fighters up until now, which is really interesting that they would suddenly add that. I don't right. think it'll be a huge change, but it's a cool yeah. thing. It's not like in DOA where they were jumping three feet down into the next story of, of, of like from a treehouse into a lush jungle below it's right th- they just kind of entered a new room yeah it of just the made same the, background. the rectangle a longer rectangle yeah i like that that's that's actually a really good way of, of visualizing it um you can hit fighters on the ground which is another thing that has the the fighting game community all all giddy because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently in the last Street Fighter, you could you could block a lot and be invincible for a few frames on the ground. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's the thing. I, yeah, Street Fighter Five. I think the graphics look a, a little bit better. It's uh, yeah. it's when you see the when you compare the two, you can see that Ryu is not like puffy faced anymore. It's yeah, more the, a little bit more realistic yeah. and more detail in the muscles and everything like that, especially the chest. I don't know. It, yeah, it they went look, for it does. Street Fighter 4 went for a cel-shaded sort of like let's emulate the idea of a 2D game and like an, a comic-y art style yeah. but let's make it 3D and this one is more deviating from that and saying let's go full 3D let's make these characters look still stylized but more less cel-shaded less comic-y more like real and so it looks pretty cool yeah it looks iterative, but I mean, it's been five years. They've got they've got room to work with some new ideas. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. It's it's not something I'm huge into, but I'm excited to try it out regardless. Uh, Speaking of excitement, that may or may not also be punctuated by extreme disappointment. Okay. Uh, people really, really hate the uh, the Final Fantasy VII re-release that well, that also happened during the PlayStation experience. I mean, they were just like. I don't know how they thought that this was any going to be anything but the worst idea. You know, they were like, how is it a bad idea, though? It's just putting the same game on new console. Excuse me. Um, well, I mean, that's the problem. We have Final Fantasy seven. We all know how to play it. It's on Steam. So like it's it's like we have the old Final Fantasy seven. The thing that everyone's been asking for for maybe a decade now is Please give us the HD remake of Final Fantasy VII with updated graphics and unchanged gameplay, so that we could have a experience like on Where par. Where people don't look like Legos. Like we can have a visual experience on par with the modern AAA games, but a gameplay experience on par with one of our favorite Final Fantasies. Yeah, that's like all anybody's been saying ever. And PlayStation and Sony was like, "You've waited," and everyone was like, <gasps> and they're like. It's finally here. And everyone's like, <gasps> and then they're like, Final Fantasy VII is being ported to PS4. And everyone was like, God damn it, Sony. Like, it's so, just. <sighs> so this this is how the, the video, I was watching the video and they were like, we're releasing Final Fantasy VII uh, for the PS4. And everyone's taking out their phones. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then they start, they show the trailer. And then yeah. everyone sees the trailer that it's the old PC port. Well, not the old yeah. PC port, but the PC port. And then yeah. everyone was just like, like you could see their disappointment on their faces in the crowd. But it, it was like it is Final Fantasy VII on the PS4. They're not technically George, wrong. George, no, no, George, no, no. Let's, let's, they are wrong, George. objectively. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they that that was it was dirty. It was the biggest troll I've ever seen. It was really like, dirty. Uh, okay. It's, yeah. It's there's no reason for this game to exist other than in an HD port at this point or an HD remake, I should say, not a port. Never a port. We have a port already. We can get it on Steam for 10 bucks. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't even I I I kind of feel it cuz the uh the Grim Fandango the new one turns out to not be any kind of remake. They're still using the same old blocky assets. Uh, but, you know, you, you can't buy that for $10 on Steam, so... Uh, yeah. It still has a place, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, Grim Fandango, it, like, despite being also something that people have been like, oh, give us a give us a remake of Grim Fandango, it's like... Final Fantasy VII is like, like the Final there Fantasy VII. There are way VII, more ports of Final right. Fantasy games than right. Grim Fandango games. Right. I mean, the Final Fantasy VII HD remake is the Half Life Three of Sony. It's like everybody wants it, and they know it's going to happen, but Sony just will not give it to us ever. I will play Final Fantasy VII if they give us the HD remake. I will be able to experience it like in a new light. But as of right now, I'm not going to shell out any money for a port. And that's okay. all I got to say about that. <laughs> okay. I don't even play Final Fantasy and I'm salty about this. Come on. I'm just okay with it because I thought Final Fantasy VII was not that super great. I have never played it, so it. I wouldn't know, but I would well, like to play a good version. It? No. I mean, well, I, I've, you're I've pl- so like salty about it. I've played it just like I didn't get into it because I thought it was really boring. I don't like well, I don't like JRPGs. That? People people have been oh but people have been wanting this for a long time. So Jimmy could understand yeah, I mean, like, how they I, feel. I know. Right. I understand like how <laughs> shitty of of Sony this is. Like I don't need to have played the game to understand like They've everybody wants the HD remake. Yeah. They've made movies. It's... They've made all these things. They they've hinted <laughs> at it. They have asked us. And then they do this. They made Dirge it's of Cerebrus. So, so green so oh my gosh it's bad that's uh, all i gotta say <laughs> you can well, see the okay, dislike gonna... this dislike bar dude the dislike oh, bar is pretty bad but i mean okay think of it like this way instead of having it for ten dollars on steam you, you'll now have it for ten dollars on ps4 it is just like one more option to add to the tick of the list I, i'm not i don't see myself getting emotionally invested in it being there or not being there well then don't make this big deal about announcing it yeah, it should, right? have been, it should have been like, oh, guess what? Final Fantasy VII is coming. And like in the that's kind of how they did the PC version. Like it just showed up one day. Exactly, on the, on and Steam. that was fine. Nobody gave a shit because it was like, okay, <laughs> we get the port now. Cool. Thanks, Sony. Like this is all right. It's not your remake, but like you know, like it's something. But this was like, and now, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII is here. And it's like, no, it's not. I mean, it is, but it's not the one we want. So don't like That's upsell what I'm it. Saying. They're not technically wrong. They're, but they're, Final they're emotionally Fantasy VII was wrong. There. I mean, half the people were still clapping, so. You know? Half of them. Half of them didn't realize yet. Half of them were in shock and disbelief. Oh yeah, I'm looking at that trailer like, 
and even the people who are clapping had this face of just like they're about to vomit. Yeah. Yeah. What if what if that just happened? Half the crowd keels over and just unleashes their guts just like uh, I can't anymore he just throws his his head back and laughs (laughs) that's what I'd be doing (laughs) anyways um, so so Final Fantasy 7 might be Jimmy's answer for this question we have some interesting questions from the fans that Mm -hmm. uh, we've been meaning to get to but haven't First up is from Just a Lackey. Mm-hmm. What game has been on your two playlist the longest? Why haven't you played it yet? Uh, who wants to go first? Um, I'll, Witcher 2, I bought it like two years ago for $7 on GOG. I haven't played it. I love the first <laughs> one, but I'm just like scared of it taking 80 hours, which I don't have right, anymore because right. I got to play like shitty games like The Crew for 80 hours instead. <laughs> um, so I yeah, have the same answer, actually. That's my answer. The, oh yeah, really? Yeah. And, and Witcher three is coming out which... way back, way back when I had a crappy and, and computer. And I thought it was great. Yeah, I really loved and it. And then I just, ne- I just Witcher two came out, and I just didn't play it. I just didn't play it. People hmm. just like, and, you and have I want to, to play, play this game. It has actually. I have a list on Steam called "Play These," and Witcher two is like at the top of that one. <laughs> um, for my answer, I would say the one. Well, okay, two answers. Uh, Dark Souls, first one. Because the Dark Souls PC port, Prepare to Die Edition, oh, yeah. until very yeah. recently, has been the worst game on the face of the planet. So maybe I'll try it out again, and I'll I'll cave, and I'll curb my pride, and I'll use uh, DS Fix to... I, that still puts a bad taste in my mouth, and I need to do that in order to enjoy the game. But Well, at least you won't have games for Windows Live shitting you off. Right, a little better. It's a little better. But uh, So that's one... Uh, the other one is Twilight Princess, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, oh, yeah, which I, yeah. I own the extremely rare GameCube version of the game that a friend got for me a is couple years rare? back. It's much, much more rare than the Wii version. Because I like, have that one too. Could I sell it? You could sell I it. I don't for, really care about it. You can sell it for probably more than most uh, AAA like brand new games are worth these days. I think it goes for like 70, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, so it's not like a fortune but you know it's a it's a rarer game Mm -hmm. uh but i i played the first five minutes and it just wasn't in the mindset to get into a zelda game at the time and so like i played it and then i stopped and then i never played it again and i really want to because i have this mission that i want to complete all the zelda games so that i know so that i'm like when someone's like oh what'd you think of this i could be like well i I know i because i know all the zeldas because i'm the best and i just haven't done it yet and so probably that one I think you'll be better off with the GameCube version too. That was that that doesn't have the noisy HUD or the annoying motion controls. Right, right. That's what I hear. The game it was like made for the GameCube essentially. It was and the then weird they ported it one. to the Wii. Yeah. So and it turned out to become a like huge system seller for the Wii. Yeah. Super weird. Well, that's my answer. Um, Matt CD42 asks, what qualities do you think tie games put out by certain publisher? What makes a Capcom game a Capcom game? Or a Squeenix game a Squeenix game? Hmm. Uh, give me a second to think about this. You guys go first. <laughs> mm. Uh, Matt, what, what kind of input do you have to offer? Uh, what makes Capcom game a Capcom game? I I think I I have a few hunches. Mm-hmm. Capcom games are full of muscly people. Mm-hmm. 
Squeenix games are full of effeminate people covered in belts and zippers. <laughs> and and like one um really uh e- like well, when he asked this question, I was like, "Oh, I know what what publisher I can tell, or what developer I can tell made a game just by looking at it." Mm-hmm. And those are the um the the platinum beat 'em ups. Oh yeah, like you can tell, like they have a very clean image, a very distinct style, and the cutscenes. Everyone like makes Power Rangers Sentai poses for some reason. <laughs> um, I I would say, I mean, I'll I'll get the obvious one out of the way because I can't think of another one. Uh, Ubisoft likes to put towers in their game. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah the Ubisoft, not a Ubisoft you play game. Fun Tower. It's not a Ubisoft game unless there's towers that reveal the map. And that was a funny thing that I forgot to mention during the Zelda U uh, thing. <laughs> he's on the cliff, and he's like, and if you look, you can zoom out over here, and you could put markers on the map to go to other places. Now, let's look at that tower over in the distance. And I was like, oh, no, don't make it Assassin's Creed. Because like he like highlighted though. a tower in the distance and he, he was gonna go a to new it. Kind of beacon, <laughs> right? I know, but it was just funny thinking like <laughs> I hope he doesn't go over to that tower and stand on top of it and reveal the map, or else I will quit. You will quit video games. Or quit games forever. You you, you know what public um, developer I can point out real quick is Super Giant Games. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh yeah, well, immediately. Yeah. Well, they only have like two. Yeah, we only have like so, two. But like immediately, I can. But point the style out. is very is very mm-hmm. flush between the two of them of the games. Like it, it's uh, despite their massively different themes, it's easy to see the parallels. Right. But yeah, like Capcom games, muscly people everywhere, poorly translated story, not a not a big focus on story in the first place. Mm. Squeenix games, big focus on really badly written story. Everyone's covered in belts <laughs> and zippers. Platinum games story is just fucking nuts, and it knows it, and and everyone is making Power Rangers poses, and right, and the image is really clean. Everyone looks like they just got out of the shower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that question actually mm-hmm. because it uh kind of kind of points out a lot of little stylistic quirks that you might have not noticed before, but are definitely there. Right. 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 Um, and this last question is for Sunder. Sunder, what is the most amazing combo you have found in the Binding of Isaac Rebirth thus far? Okay, so to spare you the extended uh, description of what this is, I'll tell you a little bit about it, (laughs) but I will preface this with, you can find, because I was so stunned with how good this run was, you can find the entire run on my alternate channel where I throw out random gameplay shit, uh, it's youtube.com slash sunder twitch because I, I use it for my twitch highlights mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but essentially the run was like every room was just handing me perfect items like I did not need to work for anything that run was perfect from start to end and I, I love not having to work exactly <laughs> like it was one of those ones where it was like just have fun just do whatever the fuck you want man you'll do great and the end I had a uh, like I got Guppy and that's like where you're the flying cat that like shoots out flies that double your damage. I got Brimstone. So I was already like super OP. I had homing. So like the Brimstone bent to like home in on people. But then I got in the last floor, I got an item called Tammy's head, which is, you know, like it's like a dead cat head. But the thing is it shoots out. Wonderful. It shoots out one of your tears, like one of your attacks in 10 different directions. And since I had brimstone, which is a giant laser, and since that giant laser spawned like a million flies that double the damage of that laser, I had a 10 direction laser brimstone 
that shot out and I was in the last floor of the game, like the hardest floor. And I was walking into rooms, hitting the Tammy's head button and clearing the entire room without even blinking. It was just like walk in, win, walk in, win, walk in, win. And I cleared the whole floor like that. I just did that for fun because it was too easy. I beat the last boss in like five seconds because I just, I was so stacked. And um, there are, there are some other builds that I've seen that are, super good but that's the best one that i've that i have gotten so far where it was like i don't need to try because it like hitting the l button will win for me <laughs> so yeah that was that's the answer to that question <laughs> that's that sounds very lucky yeah it was it was definitely very lucky like there was no part of that build where i was like oh well this item's all right it was just like yes oh yeah like every room <laughs> Duke Nukem power ups mega destroyer pretty much yeah all right so I think that's about all the time we have for you guys this week Mm -hmm. but uh keep it real (laughs) whoa is that a new thing dang I guess I guess I mean I've got to say rate us five stars on iTunes eventually right Mm. yeah there you go (laughs) all right you did it (laughs) um thanks for listening and uh Mm -hmm. don't forget to if you haven't yet, don't forget to check out that one, videogamer.com, where you can find this podcast the second it goes up. And also other reviews by uh, by me and George. And, you know, you can go on the forums on there. There's cool stuff going on all the time. Uh, and check us out on YouTube. I'm youtube.com slash thundergamer. George is youtube.com slash bunnyhopshow. And Matt, if I'm not mistaken, you're youtube.com slash Matt underscore visual. No, just Matt visual. That's just my just Twitter handle because uh, someone ah, okay. took it. Yeah, of course. And 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 you tried something interesting this week a a completely spoilerous review, spoilerless review for Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, I tried. I, I it was you know uh, it was two hour game, so I was like, you know what? Before I move, let me record something for this week, and right. that's what I came up with. And uh, people like the camera, so I guess I'll keep that whole faded camera look. The, with the blurry background, huh. so I guess I'll keep that. But yeah, it, it that was a that was a I I really liked that game, <laughs> but you know we already <laughs> passed that part of the podcast, so I'm gonna stop talking. But I really liked that game. Tales of the Borderlands right. is a thumbs up for me. So definitely cool. uh, head to Matt Visual's channel. That's YouTube.com/slash Matt Visual, spelled exactly how you think it's spelled, and uh, check out his videos. He does reviews and stuff, and a lot of MMO stuff. But also, I'm, I'm looking right here. Did a lot of Dragon Age reviews lately with Inquisition just out. So, uh, yeah, go check all that stuff out and have a good week. Bye, everybody. Cool. Bye. 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 Have a good one.